Hello, folks, and welcome to a special episode of the Real Appeal Podcast. Uh, you might have an idea of what we're going to be talking about for this special. Um, we're going to be talking about Star Wars. Are we? I mean, I thought we put Star Wars as like a placeholder. Oh, oh. You know, because we're going to talk about Pocket, your cat. Pocket, my cat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> welcome to the Real Appeal Pocket Cast. Podcast. Podcast. Oh, so stupid. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, on on this year, the year of our Lord and Savior, 2019, will uh, have the final Star Wars film in the Skywalker saga. Uh, it's been building up to like over 30 years. I think it was like 40 years or something like that to this moment. And since I'm a huge Star Wars fan, Kelsey's getting into Star Wars. We love film and we can... Mandalorian. Oh, yeah. man. Oh, we both love the Mandalorian. I mean, who... Baby Yoda. Happy Wiggle. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So um, we've decided to just kind of just have a a few specials covering the Star Wars uh, trilogy. Um, Each episode is going to cover like a first... The first part of each single of each trilogy. Sorry. Uh, so this one will cover uh, the Phantom Menace, New Hope, and the Force Awakens. And then our next episode, which will be out maybe in about a week, um, will cover what is it? Attack of the Clones, Empire Strikes Back, and the Last Jedi. And our third installment will cover obviously um, Revenge of the Sith, Return of the Jedi, and the Rise of Skywalker. Um, yeah, we just kind of want to do this because, I mean, when are we going to ever, ever have an opportunity to do this again? And never. You know, we'll never will. Never will, yeah. Yeah, we're never will, y'all. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, plus, I mean, Kelsey, she's uh, she's seen... Uh, a couple of the films that you've you've asked me to watch, like, oh, you should watch this. And yeah, I'll watch yeah. it. And I remember one time I didn't have any internet, so you're like, oh, here you go, you can yeah, watch these. Here's like a here's a uh, an external hard drive filled of movies to kind of tie you over. Yeah, for a while. so I got some of the original original stuff in, but I've never seen any of the prequels, mm-hmm. and um, and I have seen the newer films. But yeah, you've seen Force Awakens, Last Jedi, and Rogue One. Did you ever see Solo? I didn't see that one. Yeah, you probably should still watch it. Really? It's it's not that good, but it, it could have been a lot better. I mean, that had that movie had a lot of issues before it been released, but you know, we're not here to talk about that specifically. <laughs> uh, yeah, so um, uh, just kind of give you a heads up of what. Oh, well, let's do do a little bit of in-house cleaning. Uh, you can contact us on Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter at uh, at the Real Appeal. Uh, you can email us at uh, therealappeal at gmail You guys want to give us your insight? Want to give us your opinion on the Star Wars film or whatever? You know, we would love to read it. Um, so the way how we're going to do is we have like a setup of what we're going to be talking about. But we are going to be talking about all three of the first trilogy of, uh, not the first trilogy, I'm sorry. The part the first one, film of each trilogy. trilogy. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, yeah and we're, we're going to cover, you know, all kinds of stuff. What we liked, what we didn't like, what maybe other fans would have an issue with that we didn't see a problem with, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Just kind of like a breakdown and, and uh, you know, we might even get a little bit of uh, some serious deep thinking on what the Star Wars film was, the message they were trying to convey to us. Yeah, we we have deep thoughts. We're not thoughts. 
Just deep thoughts. We have deep thoughts. Deep, so. deep thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> um, just to give, to give you a little heads up on my history with Star Wars. Um, I've been a huge Star Wars fan since fuck since i can remember uh my mom had i remember my mom bought me like the star wars action figures from like the mid to late 80s um i used to have like a little yoda that she would see like around like in the living room floor mm. and it was always missing it's like robe or something like because i guess it was easy to come off um as time went on uh i started my fandom for star wars only grew uh i have uh, i have I have at least one Star Wars tattoo. I plan on getting more. Um, I did cry when I saw the trailer for The Force Awakens. And again. And again for The Last <laughs> Jedi. And again for The Rise of Skywalker. It's fucking beautiful, man. Love those movies. Um, and my daughter, who we occasionally talking about, her middle name is Leia. So mm-hmm. just to kind of give you an idea. And if I ever have a son, which I don't think that will ever happen, you damn right I'm going to name him Luke. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's going to happen. Yeah. You know, whether the child wants it or not, he is destined to be Luke. <laughs> uh, Kelsey, did, you, did you mention your bathrobe? Yes. <laughs> yes. I have a bathrobe. It's a Jedi bathrobe. Fuck, I love that shit. <laughs> There's all this stuff, you know, like Star Wars toys I've had and like video games and the comic books I got into and stuff like that. So it's just a typical like Star Wars fandom and everything. Um, so, yeah, uh, Kelsey, I know you haven't been really, I mean, I know the people who listen know that you know you're not really you weren't really into film growing up. But do you have any type of uh, I don't know knowledge of Star Wars or kind of understanding of why the popularity there was? Um, growing up, I didn't know anyone who liked Star Wars. I didn't really grow up with it at all. Mm. My first understanding of Star Wars was the prequels. Oh really? The- and, and I never watched them. Mm-hmm. Um, just there was all you know. Burger King was still relevant at that time, and they would have like <laughs> advertisement and shit for Star Wars. Yeah, they always were selling like the cups, right? Yeah. You know, like the the mugs or whatever they mm. were selling. Um, and I knew it blew up, and I knew it was popular to other people, but I still never saw it. Yeah. And. Um, so then it, you know, came back around again for this latest trilogy and I really started to feel, especially after meeting you, that I missed something. Yeah. Um, it's the same thing like people who have a lifelong obsession with a sports team. Oh or, yeah. Absolutely. You know, like you're you feel like you're a part of something mm-hmm. and I totally have FOMO with this fucking Star Wars. <laughs> like Okay. I know I missed something growing up. Yeah. And I I can't get my hands on it fast enough. I feel like at this time, especially be right before this this last film is coming out. Yeah, I mean, there's a I mean, there's like a ton to catch up on. Um, not even just from the films. There's also like the Clone Wars series that I think ran for like four or five seasons, and they're bringing it back again on Disney Plus. I even kind of missed out on that because. I I got a little older. I started getting to other stuff, and you know, sitting down trying to watch you know a series like that at a certain at a, the age I was, I I just couldn't commit to it. So I was like, all right, I'll just stick with the Star Wars. Um, I'll just stick with the movies what I have for now. Yeah. So, but I am going to rectify that. I'm at least try to at least get into that one as well. Yeah. Um. So yeah. 
Uh, other than that, let's just go ahead and jump into these uh, bad boy Arby's. Uh, okay, so let's go ahead and talk about the Phantom Menace. <laughs> let's talk about your experience with the Phantom Menace. Look, with much <laughs> eye rolling from Mark Salcedo, uh, I finally watched it. It wasn't as bad as you let on. Really? But okay. it, awful, it was not a good film either. Uh-huh. But it didn't make me want to kill myself after watching it. <laughs> yeah. I, I still want to die after watching it. <laughs> uh, yeah, the 1989, of course, directed by George Lucas film. Um, some considered the worst in all the Star Wars films. Like, it's bad. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I mean, ugh, it's... I still have a hard time watching that movie. Like, a really hard time watching it. Really? Yeah. Maybe it's just because you've already seen it. Like, if you were watching it fresh, you would have been bothered by it. And then if you never watched it again, you wouldn't be like, oh, here we go, because you're not watching it again. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so, because I've only seen it, I've only seen it twice since it came out. The first time, and then a second time when it came out. Uh, re-released for 3D, and the third time was the re- the most recent time. So this is one I definitely don't seek out to watch over and over again. Yeah, um, it kind of goes a little different as the other prequels go on. I can kind of get behind Revenge of the Sith, but we'll get into that when we cross that bridge. Um, okay, so given that Star Wars: The Phantom Menace kind of introduces like a slew of new characters with some old ones, like for example, a young Obi Wan Kenobi played by Ewan McGregor, and they introduce this character called like. Uh, Qui-Gon Jinn, who's mm-hmm. Liam Neeson. And they finally introduce Anakin Skywalker, a young boy who's played by Jake Lloyd, and Natalie Portman as uh, Queen Amadala, who would later become, of course, the parents of Luke and Leia. Um, do you have... What's, what's, your, what's your insight, or what do you th- view The Phantom Menace? Like, what do you think... I, we both didn't really... Well, I didn't really like it. You kind of didn't like it you know you can see some quality in it correct or Mm, i didn't see quality in it i saw a high production value Mm. like a polished turd (laughs) okay right yes so i mean i just see a turd it's not polished but whatever well that's what i'm saying like there's i mean it wasn't like some indie flick Mm -hmm. oh yeah absolutely you know what i'm saying so like it's entertaining in the idea that I mean, you can see a race, and you can see, like, this world. Yeah, that pod racing scene is still kind of cool to watch. Yeah, but other than that, it's very... It it doesn't feel epic. It feels like a bunch of people walking around in costumes pretending to be epic. Yeah, the, the special effects in the prequel, especially this one, is, like, way above anything that um, came out of the, the later films. Yeah. Even though it's supposed to take place like before those films, so it's kind of like the technology is like super advanced, mm-hmm. you know. So it's kind of weird. Um, okay, so what what did what would you think they did that they did right? Let's just go ahead and just <clears throat> let's get into our. Let's just go and kind of get, go ahead and get into all of them because I just kind of want to get your in, opinion on the Phantom and since it's like wildly hated, um, and then there's variation variations of degrees of people who like New Hope and The Force Awakens, but in the first three of these trilogies, <clears throat> of each one of these trilogies, what do you think that they did right? Or, okay. And what do you think they did? What, what could have been done better? Um, okay, so in the 
prequel mm. and the Phantom Menace. Um, I think they did the pod racing right. Okay. Kind of. <laughs> okay. You sound very even skeptical to even say kind of. Well, what well, I know we talked about it, but it seemed very immature for such a, a, a character that everything is supposed to be built off of. Mm. But it was still cool to watch, right? Okay. So it's pod racing. It's And yeah, it, it's it sounds like I don't know that pod racing sounds. It's, it could be bumper cars. Or, it, or miniature, miniature car racing or something like that. They could have chosen something that really let you know that it's a serious race pod racing sounds like you're a little guppy learning how to like <laughs> uh-huh. you know yeah fucking race with other little tadpoles and shit yeah um but the racing was cool mm. um the i like the costume of the queen okay i thought that was pretty cool yeah she does she goes through a, a lot of different designs uh costume designs through the course of the film, like a lot of, uh, what's it called? Dress change up, I guess the term is. I'm probably using that word. Mm-hmm. But you know, that kind of, it kind of reminds me of when people go, when um, certain celebrities go to the Oscars and they have like four different outfits mm-hmm. to change into. She's just kind of like that. Yeah. Um, and then I, Liam Neeson's hair. Oh, his long hair. Yeah. yeah. Like it's so funny because. I know people had an issue with Phantom Menace, and I know he was in it, and I've seen him with that hair before. Okay. So I've, you know, like in whatever little clips I've seen or whatever. Mm. So I figured I would have an issue with it, just like Liam Neeson's long hair is synonymous with a shitty Star Wars film or something, but actually, like, Mm -hmm. it was cool. Oh, okay. I liked his hair. Did you want to braid it? No, let's finish it. Yeah. Oh, no, no. His performance was kind of... Well, I would say his performance was thin, but that writing was kind of thin. I think it was the writing, to be honest, but... Yeah. Um, well, we'll talk about what's done right first before we get into that, okay? <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but there, it's really hard to think of things that they've really done right in that film. I like the idea of the council. Oh, okay. Oh, the Jedi Council. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought that was actually cool. I still really get behind that, even though whenever I I check out uh, like read up on uh, on past Star Wars stories and stuff like that, even though stuff that they don't consider canon anymore, mm-hmm. the idea that of a Jedi Council, I think that is still pretty cool. It is. Um, I just my issue with it though is that there's a council and they obviously don't have a. a good handle on reality you have i mean you have these planets that are under your your like protection protection and shit and there's slaves Mm -hmm. like slaves yeah their protection is kind of shitty it is it's (laughs) awful i guess maybe they feel like they couldn't they could they could only interfere or interject whenever it was more done on a galactic scale you know, like the separatists are coming in or whatever in the later films. I think they were just like, well, you know, we got to take over the bigger issues first. Okay. Does slavery still exist, like, on a large scale in this world? In Star Wars? No. In our oh, actual this world. world. Mm, because we have, like, we NATO. Could say, we could say the th- 13th Amendment. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, I, I think... 
when you build something like that, Mm-hmm. You try to stamp out as much of the bad shit as possible. Gotcha. Okay. So, like, yeah, we can't help everybody, but you can help more people than I feel like they're not doing enough. I gotcha. Okay. Um, but I really do like the idea of the council, um, and they could have really explored that a lot more. Yeah, I get you. I get you on that. Especially um, because fucking Samuel L. Jackson was part of it. Yeah, you know. <sighs> And he, they could have really given him a role instead of just, oh, he's the token black guy. Like That is true. I mean, his, his role kind of, I think his, his role gets kind of, oh, obviously his role gets bigger in the later films. And it seems like Lucas was like, hey, we need a folk. It's like he took, because like in the, in, in, in A New Hope, the story is, if you think about it, the story is massive, but it's still... Um, small because we are following this farm boy who is being taken, who's being helped by, the, I'm sorry, who's helping this old man, Obi-Wan Kenobi, to get this plans to the resistance. And even though the idea of the Empire is massive, it's still like a small story because it's just these two people who's got to rescue this one person, I'm sorry, three people, Obi-Wan, Han, and Luke, who have to rescue Leia, and then it becomes a bigger story. This one seems like we have a small story as we're trying to get to know Anakin Skywalker mm-hmm. in uh, The Phantom Menace, but it's like this small story in this big fucking place. And it's like that small story gets lost or it just kind of gets half-ass told. Yeah, or like, like, one why, po- like why should I care about this child? Yeah, yeah, and I think, and I think what Lucas was doing, he was, he was going off of what people were like, oh, we already know who, we want to know more about Darth Vader, you know? And I think he was just kind of going like, oh, well, the audience will do the heavy lifting. Mm-hmm. And I think that's when the lazy, because George Lucas wrote um, Phantom Menace. I think that's when the, the laziness of his writing happened. Because he was like, people are going to do the heavy lifting for me. Because there's 32 years or whatever at the time of Star Wars mythos and fandom and stuff like that. Right. And he, and he could have like come in and been like, let me make this like if nobody knew Star Wars. And he did. He didn't do that, unfortunately. <laughs> um, okay, um, I'm gonna move on to uh, a new hope. Okay. What I liked about that one, okay, is kind of almost everything. Uh huh. Um, it's directorially like there's a lot of slow parts, I guess. Yeah, you and I were talking about how the movie actually starts off kind of slow. Mm-hmm. I mean, after after the uh, after Princess Leia is being chased by the Empire, mm-hmm. it kind of moves to a crawl. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I have to admit, even as a Star Wars fan, I'm just like, damn it, who we got with the boring part? <laughs> <laughs> um, it's still a good story though. Like, I feel like there's a reason why it's slow, mm-hmm. and it's I mean, it's not because oh, it needs to be slow to make the film great or anything. It's just they're, they want you to really tr- like get invested in the story. Yeah. So you're not like constantly in a battle or constantly with two lovers or whatever. Yeah, because that's how that, that would get worn out right. pretty fast. Mm-hmm. So they really built this world where they have, you know, your space travel, you have the rebels and the... Um, you know, Darth Vader and all of them. 
The Empire. Uh-huh. The Empire. I, I'm getting them confused with the First Order already. Oh, <laughs> that's why. Yeah, there's a lot of similarities between the Empire and the First Order, in, and even A New Hope and The Force Awakens. You know, that's you can see a lot of the similarities mm-hmm. when you watch that movie. I mean, to the point where like. Even in The Force Awakens, Poe Danver has to go down that narrow pathway and just to get to that tiny little hole to blast shit into it so the planet will blow up. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about New Hope or Force <laughs> Awakens. One of the two. Yeah. Um, that's what I like about it. It's the whole world building. Um, for for how, New Hope? Yeah. Mm-hmm. How creative do you have to be to make a character like Chewbacca? Yeah, that's I. I really like that because it's it, it's a it's a level of realist realism, but like still fantasy, right? Because he's like a giant. He's a giant walking dog. Exactly, <laughs> and of course he has all the fucking the grenade. What are those things? I I think he never are, used them. I think they're just for show. Exactly. <laughs> they're, they're like they're like they're like. Uh, We're talking about the like the you know how. Like in Rambo, they would have like the, the, bullets, the across. bullets across his chest yeah. and everything. Yeah, like he has them, and you never really see him use them because they have blasters. So why do you need bullets? Like, yeah, I mean, you know, and if he has grenades, he actually like chucks a grenade that looks nothing like what he's carrying across his chest. Yeah, you know, maybe they're like I don't know, Tic Tac pallets packs or something. You think he has bad breath? I don't think he has bad breath, but you know, you. You would want to have a tic pack, tic pack, a tic tac, not need it, than not have a tic tac at all. Mm. You never know. He maybe he might be eating a pork or something like that. You overthink this, like someone who has bad breath issues. No. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so the Force Awakens. <laughs> okay, Force Awakens. I like this movie. Mm-hmm. I always get irritated by the character that's really, really lost and is forced to go along with the story as opposed to really propelling it forward. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I, I would imagine you're talking about uh, John Boyega's character, Finn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember I remember you telling me that you have kind of a, you had a bit of an issue with his character. I wanted him to be more badass. Mm-hmm. Um, but what, what I really love about the film, though, is... I love Ray's character and mm-hmm. how they really incorporate this idea that she's living in this world mm-hmm. and she's very set in her routine, but she's a very strong female character. Yeah. There's even a part in The Force Awakens which I have to congratulate. Um, I have to congratulate J.J. Abrams and uh, let me see who the writers are. Uh, Michael Ardent and Lawrence uh, Kastan on a particular like small a uh, small little portion of or a small little action in the movie in the first move in the um, first couple of minutes of the force awakens. No, I say maybe like the next like 15 minutes or something where they're running and, and Finn is grabbing her hand and she's like, let go of my hand. Like I can run she's myself. Like, stop taking my hand. Yeah, like, exactly. Stop it. Yeah. It's, 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 she's kind of like killing that trope of like, Oh, this guy is here to save her or that she needs to be saved. She's like, no, I can take care of myself. Mm-hmm. And I really, I really like that in the force awakens. Granted, uh, Carrie Fisher, you know, who play, who does famous, who played famously Princess Leia in Empire. I mean, sorry, in um, A New Hope. There's when they rescue her, she's already like, "Give me a blaster," and yeah. I, they carry that over into the Force. Yeah, Awakens. and she's very much like, "I didn't really need to be rescued, but you know, <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, Thanks. She, yeah, she even like clowns on Luke, like when he comes in in the stormtrooper outfit and goes, uh, "You're a little short for a stormtrooper, aren't you?" He's like, yeah. "What?" <laughs> I love that line. Um, the other thing that I really like about the uh, Force Awakens mm. that you almost sort of expect there to be some sort of love story. Oh, between Finn and and uh, and Ray and Ray, yeah. Um, you know, because of the original three Star mm-hmm. Wars films and Luke and Leia. Yeah. You and mean, oh yeah, never mind. You. I mean, not Luke and Leia. You mean Han, Han Solo? You mean yeah. Han and Leia? Jesus Christ! Yeah, no, no, no. Luke and Leia. We got. Well, yeah. you know, it rolls off the tongue because they both start well, with L. Yeah, I mean, because I think that I mean a lot of people speculate that like Luke Scott, Luke Skywalker, George Lucas didn't have an idea of how to take the romantic relationship. That's why that he was kind of implying there's something between the two. Mm-hmm. And of course, even Empire, you know, she like plants a kiss on Luke at one point, but of course, in Return of the Jedi, you know, we find out that they're related, which is like. Okay, either you're a sicko or you didn't know what the fuck you were getting at. Yeah. <laughs> um, they get really close, Finn, yeah. Finn and Ray. They yeah. get very, very close, mm-hmm. and you feel a friendship there. Mm. So it's not like a romantic tension or anything at all. It's just like, no, like I love you. You're my best friend. Yeah. You're here with me. I mm. trust you. Yeah. Um, and I think they did that really well. Yeah, the, there, there's a, a running gag that she put him in the friend zone at the end of the movie, mm-hmm. um, and I, I laugh at that idea. But I think, like, I think, I think the writers didn't really have any intention to bring that love interest or that love dynamic between the two. I think right. because I think it would take away Ray's development. And her character, if right, yeah, as a Jedi and as this like warrior and stuff. There's only like so much you can put into a movie, mm-hmm. and if you're gonna talk about Ray and um, Adam Driver's, oh, uh, Kylo, uh, Kylo Ren, Ren mm-hmm. yeah. If you're gonna talk about which relationships are important, it's gonna be Ray and Kylo Ren. Yeah, absolutely. It's gonna be um, Poe mm. and Finn. <sighs> It's that, gonna that, be that bromance, or you know, hopefully, you know, they're gonna be together. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm totally for it. I'm totally for either them being super bros or being them being lovers. I'm fine. I I want one of them. <laughs> um, and then it's gonna be the original cast from the original movies. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's not a whole lot of room for for romanticism per se, mm-hmm. but I but it's easier to walk into a friendship mm-hmm. when they're going through their trials yeah. together than it is to forcing a relationship, yeah. you know, as lovers somewhere. Yeah. Cause and you have to build that story. It's not already organic. Yeah. And speaking of like forcing a relationship and not making it organic, we're going to go and jump back into the Phantom Menace, <laughs> which is really creepy. If you think about it, how Queen Amadala eventually like, you know, becomes, um, Anakin Skywalker's, you know, wife or woman or whatever. And at the time, Anakin's like nine, maybe 10. <laughs> and Queen Amidala is like at least like 18, 19. Kind of, it's kind of creepy. Yeah. You know, it just, that's, that's one of the, I think that's one of the biggest, the, one of the biggest crimes in The Phantom Menace is like, they could have aged him up yeah, a I, little bit. Yeah, I don't understand why they just didn't, why they had to make him a kid. 
Like he could have been at least a teenager or like close to being 18 at the time because the Jedi have, they have taken in people who are much older, just as long as they are in tune with the force. And even though they argue, even though the Jedi council argues that Anakin should not be here, they Especially still, because he's too old, too old to become somebody's uh, Padawan. Padawan, yeah. Yeah, they still were like, okay, we'll leave, we'll leave him in. We'll bring him in anyway. Right. Um, I mean, we. Can, I, I mean, to tell you the truth, I know we can spend probably like the entire episode just shitting on the Phantom Menace, <laughs> and I'm sure anybody who's listening has heard it all. We've heard it all. You, you know what? It's. I love talking shit about things. I actually feel like I don't get to do that enough on this show. Okay. Probably enough. Okay. Because um, I'm always like trying to find something positive to say so I don't look like an asshole. But this one would not even be fun for me. Oh, it'd be like, it'd be like, uh, you know, like be, everyone beating knows a dead it, horse or exactly. something. Exactly. Everyone yeah. knows it's shit. Everyone knows why it is. Mm. Um, well, not everyone does. I'm hearing that people think that the sequels... Or the sequels, the prequels are um, better than the better original. than the original one. Yeah, I I used to really, I used to really despise when people would say that because you know the the original trilogy is like so iconic. You know, I mean, as soon as you hear like those horns blaring, you're like, holy shit, that's Star Wars. As soon as you hear the uh, lightsaber pop up, you're like, that's a lightsaber. As soon as you hear a blaster, you're like, that's Han's blaster or something like that. You know? Yeah. Um, but I, I've, I've kind of leaned, I've leaned to more of an understanding that they grew up with the prequels, so that's what they know first. And and it was newer at that time. Yeah, and it was catered to them. It, George Lucas has said that he catered this more for kids. Yeah. You know, and it, and it that's probably why it was a kid, mm. and they based it off of the idea that a kid mm. has this huge fate resting on his shoulders not yeah. a teenager who's almost to adulthood or anything a child yeah um a child who will become a murderous psychopath <laughs> totally it's it's reality yeah it's all the reality um the other thing i think that um the force awakens did right was they killed han solo Oh, absolutely. I um, And I think we watched it mm-hmm. separately, right? Because I hadn't watched it when it came out, and yeah. then you wanted me to watch it. Yeah. And that was one of the first things I said, and we talked about it, because if you're making something new, you don't necessarily want all of the old characters and their old habits and their old ideas mm-hmm. in the entire movie like the movie or the trilogy or whatever or to, yeah or to like overshadow what they what the new movies are trying to to have you know they want to create a new generation of star wars fans right because this war the war was not about you know luke and leia and han solo and mm. it wasn't they were just they were just soldiers we were just following these particular people yeah um and so the war is now it's a new war with a different it's not even the empire anymore it's the first sure, order yeah so that's fine we need we have the new characters and we're going to start following them yeah absolutely yeah i think it's great that um 
that some of the old characters do come back, but they come back. I always got a sense like when they came back, they came back just to shelter in the idea of these new characters. That's why you yeah. don't see. That's why you don't see Han Solo until like what the until after an hour uh-huh. of the Force Awakens. You don't see Carrie Fisher until like shit, maybe like an hour and thirty minutes or something like that. And mm-hmm. of course, you don't see Luke until like what the last five minutes of right. the Force Awakens because you know Disney. I mean. Give, Say what you want to say about Disney or J.J. Abrams. They're just like, no, we want to build something new now. We don't want, we don't want the old stuff, because the old stuff didn't work so well with the prequel, right? You know, so the whole Han Solo thing. I mean, when I saw him, when I when it was the lead up to it, mm-hmm. I had two, I had two train of thoughts. I was like, don't do it, please God, don't do it. But the other brain was like, you're gonna fucking do it. You're gonna fucking kill him, Marge. And of course, he dies. Mm-hmm. And I was still like shocked by it, but it still like sets sets in motion like the events which would keep the first order, you know, and the and the resistance going back and forth, right? You know, and if you're having Han Solo in there, you're kind of taken away from you're taken away from Poe Danver. You 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 need those characters to add validity, validity, mm-hmm. and you know, give credit to the story of the new characters yeah but you don't want them overshadowing what's going on now yeah absolutely just the same as like people age and and move on and stuff Mm. and the younger people are always more politically active than than older people they have Mm. their ideas but they don't go out and march yeah okay so since we're kind of talking about characters and everything like that you were talking about han and kylo and anakin do you have an inkling of what you think was either the main focus of each one of these films or who was the hidden focus? Because uh, Phantom Menace, you know, some people would say the story is about Anakin Skywalker. Mm-hmm. You know, and people have opinions that, that kind of go against that. Um, New Hope, people say that it's all about Luke because he's the farm boy who uh, helps the resistance or the rebels. You know, and then Force Awakens would be more a Rey story and stuff like that. So do you have an do you share these the popular opinion that who these movies are focused on or do you have an idea of maybe it's maybe someone something else or someone else so phantom menace um i know that kid i know anakin's in it a lot Mm. i honestly don't feel like they did a good job making it about him okay i really felt like it was more about uh qui-gon jinn oh um uh, Liam Neeson's character? Yeah. Yeah, quite gone. Mm-hmm. It was more about him. Okay. I can see that. Um, him and... Um, what was the guy under him again? Obi-Wan Kenobi. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> you McGregor? Yeah, Obi-Wan Kenobi. I was thinking of his real name. Oh, but yeah. Oh, yeah, Qui-Gon conf- Jinn took in a Padawan named Hugh McGregor, yeah. the actor. <laughs> 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 no, please, please. If you if you need a name said, if, you need, if you're like, who's this? I'll be like... Bam, it's this. Bam, it's this. Bam, it's this. <laughs> I have something to say really fast. It's okay. A, it's a little bit of a... Well, say say it slow so people can understand it. Okay. Sometimes I think this one name sounds like a Star Wars name. Okay. But it's not. It's totally, I think, Dragon Ball Z. Okay, what's the name? Majin Buu. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, that is a Dragon Ball Z name, and yes, it could pass off for a Star a Star Wars name. And that's all I could think about for the last two hours before the show. It was very <laughs> random, but that's yeah. you know. You're like that's so weird that that Luke Skywalker fought Majin Buu. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> you know, actually, 
He's related to uh, Jabba the Hutt. No, just stop. Just stop, okay. <laughs> no. Cut it out. <laughs> okay, okay. So, okay, so you would think that the first one is more of Qui-Gon's uh, Qui story. Because he's he didn't go to that planet for the child. Yeah, they went there just to kind of hide out. Yeah, they yeah. went there to hide out. Mm. They're dealing with, okay, there's this child here. They're going to help him mm. because... The queen also kind of wants to help them. Yeah. And um, so Anakin's kind of an aside. Okay. Yeah, he kind of is. I mean, I, I mean, he at one point when like that, when um, where uh, Queen Amidala's soldiers are fighting the Separatists, I think it's the Separatists, um, on the planet of Naboo, Anakin's kind of pushed to the side. And then he's thrown in a ship and all this stupid stuff happens. Yeah. Um, so, and especially how it ends, how Qui-Gon Jinn ends and Obi-Wan steps up, steps up, mm. that kind of cements it for me. Okay. Like that's, that uh, was his that's arc. That's their story. Mm, okay. They're the ones that are going to bat for this child. Like, mm. I, I really just, I think it's, it's definitely their story. Yeah, I would I would have to say that the first one is more of an Obi Wan story because we are getting a we are getting an, an origin story of Obi Wan Kenobi and how he tried to essentially save Darth Vader before. Oh, he tried to save Anakin before he became Darth Vader. Um, but I, I I'm trying not I'm not trying to interrupt you, but mm. the, I. The only reason why I disagree with that a little bit is I would say it's either both of them mm -hmm. or Qui-Gon Jinn because you see where Obi-Wan comes from and he okay. might say things here or there, but he was really quiet for most of the film. Yeah, that's true. But I, that's the thing. I, he was quiet for a bit of the film, but I think whenever he spoke up, he made like really valid points of... I don't know about this child. Should we really follow this child? You know, he, and he kind of became like this. In a way, he was becoming the reluctant. I mean, he was already a hero, but he was still kind of being the reluctant hero. You know, like we shouldn't be involved with this. We shouldn't do this. This is what we should be doing or something like that. Even though Qui-Gon's like, no, listen, I kind of know the way. When you talk about building stories, like you've given me a book already when you're trying to help me learn how to put a story together. Because we're mm. also trying to be screenwriters. Well, we are. We are. We are, we are screenwriters. We are writers. It's just it's kind of hard to get our shit published. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's, what is it? It's it's like a a voice, right? It's mm -hmm. There's the hero, which actually I think is Qui-Gon Jinn, and then okay. the, there's the voice of reason. Oh, okay. And you're saying that's Obi-Wan? I or? think that's Obi-Wan. Okay. I think he's the voice of reason. He's the one who keeps the hero grounded. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because even like, even Qui-Gon is already like, he is the chosen one. He's the one to bring balance to the force. And Obi-Wan's like, hey, like, hold up. <laughs> like, hold, like, hold up, dude. We barely met this kid like 10 minutes ago. Yeah. And you're already like flipping for this guy. And even like when Qui-Gon, um, even when Qui-Gon takes Anakin to the Jedi Council and it's just like, um, hey, you know, this is the kid and everything. The Jedi Council's like, no, we're not we're not feeling this right now. Even Obi-Wan, at one point, Obi-Wan does kind of help out Qui-Gon when he's when they're like when Qui-Gon offers to take Anakin in as his Padawan. 
and the Jedi console goes and say like, well, you already have one. He's Obi-Wan. And Obi-Wan's like, no, I'm ready to go. Mm-hmm. So he kind of becomes, and that's why I think he still is the kind of the, the focus of the story. He kind of like pushes himself aside to, for Qui-Gon to like shine. He's like making that sacrifice. Yeah. And especially because, well, he, he's his um, Padawan. Mm. He can't, there's like a ranking system there. Yeah. So he's like, okay, I know that you respect me enough to listen to me. Yeah. Or to at least hear my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know that I cannot go against your word. Yeah. Because you're st- I'm still in training. Mm-hmm. I gotcha. Um, uh, so, to, so to finish my thought on why I th- think Obi-Wan is the focus is that um, by the end of the movie, or close to the end of the movie, Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan's presence in the story becomes cemented and the legacy begins when uh, Qui-Gon dies and he has to fight Darth Maul mm-hmm. who's this character that even Qui-Gon couldn't take on and Qui-Gon is like a Jedi master with like years of training and years of experience and Obi-Wan is still considered a Padawan and he kind of like takes his time and he's like well I gotta, I gotta like mess this dude up right now real badly and he, you know, he does it kind of by chance and everything. But after he defeats, after he defeats um, Darth Maul, he kind of goes, "Okay, I gotta take responsibilities for this kid now." And then that's where like the hero is born for Obi Wan Kenobi. I get what you're saying. Mm. I'm not gonna deny that he is a hero. It's like the jumping off point mm, for yeah. his story. Okay. I don't think it's his story until the very end. Okay. So I don't. Well, see, that's the thing. I think I, that's why I think he's. That's why I think this is this is his origin story because when the origin, you know, you know how origin story works. They don't become a hero at the first ten minutes of the movie. They become a hero finally, like near the end. So that's what I'm thinking. Like the focus is the mo- the fo- the Phantom the, is is about him. There's a difference between the focus. And where someone originated. Mm. And I don't, they just didn't focus enough on him for me to be like, okay, this is his origin story. Oh, okay. The, it's like, no, this is Qui-Gon Jinn's end. Yeah. That's the focus of the film. I got you. Okay. But it, but it does a really good job of this is his jumping off point at the yeah. end. Yeah. And he becomes like, he becomes a, uh, a real, um, what's what I'm looking for? Like a real character. As the movie, like he's, if anything, he's probably the most developed character throughout the whole trilogy of prequels, which is sad because it's supposed to be Anakin. Yeah. But Obi Wan seems like the most developed, the most kind of like, I don't know, the most like, I can't think of the word, but the character who really, in a way, kind of propels the story. Right. You know? Um, so, so let's go ahead and jump to New Hope. Um, who would you think is the focus? Who's the main focus of New Hope? Do you think? Do you agree with the masses that it's it is Luke Skywalker's story? No. No. Okay. 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 All right. Who's who is? It? I want to hear this. Han Solo. Han Solo. You know what? Completely agree with you. You do. This is a Han Solo story. I think he's just he has such a big personality, mm. and they show him as a smuggler, and they show him interacting with all of these. Um, these wayward people and mm-hmm. different species and different whatever. Yeah. And they, you know, and how he interacts with Leia and even she's secondary to him in a mm-hmm. way. Um, 
only because I don't know. You follow him a lot earlier in the story. Mm-hmm. Um, Are you referring to Luke or Han? Han. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah, and Luke is just like a character that. I mean, you know where he comes from mm-hmm. on this planet. Yeah. And that's kind of cool, I guess. Yeah, and it's like his 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 you know he comes from a legacy which they don't even they don't even really get into a whole lot other than like oh this was who your father was um and he has his, his uncle owen and aunt peru who is who's dead in like what the first 20 minutes of the movie or something yeah. like that um you know and they don't because they i think i think later on the film he it's a better development but that's that's over a span of like you know three films um I would have to kind of go off of your Han Solo uh, assessment and say that in this case, he, like I said about Obi-Wan, Han is the reluctant hero to the point where he's like, no, I don't want to do this war. And then he comes and then he, he, he has his call or what's it called? Call of the hero or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he comes call in. Call to action. Yeah, call to action. He has a call of action. And he, he pretty much saves the fucking day. Yeah. I, I know I know. Luke fires the, the missiles into the... Uh, the air duck or whatever for the Death Star, mm-hmm. but if Han Solo didn't like blast that Tie Fighter, Luke would just was blown up. That'd be the end of it. Yeah, that'd be the end of Luke's story. Um, one thing about I guess Luke's story is that I, they didn't give enough information about where he came from. They tried to make it too mysterious, and then. They almost made it like his uncle almost made it sound like ambition is evil in and of itself. Like this kid has ambition. He's evil. Yeah. Not he's <laughs> evil, but like his father's evil. Yeah. Which it's, it's kind of stupid. Like when they make, when uncle Owen kind of like reveals that or says that somewhat because on Peru is like, he's got too much of his father in him. Like smiles. Like that's a good thing, you know? And he's just like, yeah, that's what I'm afraid of. Like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, and so they make it very almost like tongue-in-cheek. But yeah. then this guy is really fucking evil. Yeah. So why are you like, ha, 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 he's a little kind of, you know, a little too out there. And he's, you know, going off and being adventurous and shit. Yeah. And then, no, he fucking kills planets. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> obviously, they, that's that's why I think George Lucas didn't have an idea of exactly where he was taking these characters when he um first started yeah uh but yeah they made it seem like you know his either his they they like they were kind of giving like two conflicting me- messages you know like if Lu- if if anakin would eventually become vader mm-hmm. they would have just not said anything they would have been like no your father's dead <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> like evil like your father's dead he died uh he died farming the end. <laughs> you know, something like that, you know? Exactly. Um, so, yeah, definitely a Han Solo story, mm-hmm. um, especially with, like, Chewie. It's just, like, um, the whole friendship, the pre-existing friendship, and you feel it is mm-hmm. already there, too, and that yeah. helps. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so who would you think is the focus for uh, The Force Awakens? <sighs> this one's hard because there's so many characters. Mm-hmm. Um. I know we find Ray. Yeah. But we don't know enough about her for it to be about her, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. Yeah. 
And at the same time, I mean, I know we follow Finn and and Mm. I don't like him though. So I can't say it's about him. Okay. I like, it's hard. It's hard for me to get behind that idea. Okay. Because they didn't do a good job of it being about somebody who's strong. Okay. If it's about him. Okay. Um, and, uh. I can't wait to tell you what I'm going to say. <laughs> I, well, you were, I already know your answer. Okay, no, all right, all right. That's why I'm taking my time to be careful uh, about what I'm saying. Okay. Um, I know the reason why it, it's supposed to be about him, but I don't feel like You it. don't feel I that don't it feel it. Okay. I, and then the same thing with Kylo Ren. Like, he's a really intriguing character, mm. and it's you are introduced to him and you don't get an origin from him at all and you don't know much about him. So you don't yeah. can't really say it's about him either. Mm-hmm. But you do see kind of a lot of him and they do reveal a lot about like Snoke and like where he got his training from and how he ended up on the dark side. Yeah. So I feel like if it's anybody, it would be him. Really? So you think it's more of a Kylo story? Or the film is more for Kylo? A little bit. Okay. Uh, it's it's really hard to say. I honestly feel like because it's the first mm-hmm. one of a trilogy, mm-hmm. it's really not for anybody. Okay, it's I just see. the world. Yeah, because they're because they're introducing they're introducing so much of of like these strong characters. Mm-hmm. Like here's Ray who might be a Jedi. Here's Poe Danver who's like this badass pilot. Who's Finn who became like who was a stormtrooper and now he's against. He's against the First Order. Mm-hmm. And here's Kylo, who's the son of Han Solo. What the fuck is going on with that? Right. Know? And then if we're going to go based off of the Phantom Menace theory that you have, that it's about um, his Padawan, mm-hmm. um, Obi-Wan. Mm. Ah, I got that. It's not Majin Buu? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, then I would say it would be Rey. Because okay. at the end... Mm-hmm. Her or this is her origin. They found her on the planet. Mm. They then she finally finds Luke. Okay, you know what I'm saying. Mm. So then it really is about her. Okay, and but I because that that's the jumping off point for her. like okay we know where we're going now. Yeah, yeah, we're following Ray now. Um, I would more have to I would have to say that this is more of a Finn story. Mm-hmm. Uh, surprise, surprise. <laughs> I mean, here, okay. <laughs> Only because I've heard it already. <laughs> yeah, I know. No, uh, no I, I, think he's, I think it's Finn's story because Finn, Finn does something that we have never seen before. He's a stormtrooper. Mm-hmm. Sorry, he's a stormtrooper. He's a trooper. I forgot. I don't think they call them stormtroopers in the, um, in the Force Awakens. Um, but he's a trooper who works for the First Order who's like, I shouldn't be doing this. And he's just, he's drawn to something, you know, he has a feeling that like, this is, this is not the right thing to do. So I'm going to, I'm going to put the steps forward to make a change. And essentially when he decides to make that, he starts, he pretty much starts the domino effect because when he decides to become this hero uh, or, and I'm sorry, not, not even the hero, he's not even a hero at the start. He's like, I want to get away. Mm-hmm. But the first step he does is like I gotta get, I gotta get this pilot this person part of the resistance to fly this Tie Fighter, mm-hmm. and that starts the Tie Fighter that starts the um, 
that starts that battle. That starts the crash land. That starts uh, Finn finding Ray. That starts BBA finding Finn. Them getting on the Hulk, Millennium Falcon, and so forth and so forth. And then we got the we got the story moving in momentum. Mm. And even though he's pretty much like, I want to get the fuck out of here. I want to go on the farther side of the galaxy because of the First Order. He he near the end he stands up. He's like, No, I'm I'm not gonna run anymore. I'm mm-hmm. gonna go. I'm gonna save Ren. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm gonna save Ren. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna save Ray um, from Star Killer Base. Mm. You know, I'm going to fight Kylo, even though I have no training with his lightsaber. But I'm gonna f- try to fuck this dude up. And he like stands up, even though he has like no chance of surviving. So it becomes. I think that's how it becomes Finn's story. Yeah. Um, and you know, even though. We don't get a whole explanation, a whole exploration of the character. It's still kind of like, to me, it seems like the story kind of focuses on Finn a bit more than Ray. I, I agree with you that it focuses more on Finn than Ray. Mm. Um, but they also are together a lot. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing is that he does become the hero. And I'm really glad he does. And he does it in, like, the best way where he's like, I totally could just leave right now. Mm. But, no, Ray actually is, like, a good person. She is my friend. So, yeah. um. Plus, he ne- she never answered that question. If she had a boyfriend or not. <laughs> <laughs> um. I'm a little, I'm just conflicted. Like, he's not a bad character. Mm. I just hate how weak he is for like two thirds of the film. Yeah. It's hard for me because it's like, I don't care about you mm. because you don't care about yourself. Mm. You don't care about anybody else. I'm tired of watching you. Yeah. Um, so when he finally does what he was going to do, mm. then I'm like, okay, I can kind of get behind what you're saying at that point. I just, I'm already so irritated by how he's been up until that point. It's <laughs> yeah. hard for me to be like, all right, like he is the hero. Mm. Um, okay. So do you have any thoughts on um, what could have been done better from any of these movies? I mean, other than scrapping the entire Phantom Menace <laughs> or, you know, cutting 30 minutes of cutting at least an hour of that movie. Um, do you think that anything could have been done better or done more efficiently from these trilogies okay a couple of things with phantom menace Uh it was a bit of a hard watch for me because everything was so washed out oh like the color scheme and everything Mm -hmm. like that yeah so it's not it's not that it was ugly or whatever it's just it's hard to really focus your eyes on anything if everything is sandy Mm -hmm. their clothes were sandy colored the sand was sandy colored Mm. Everything was sandy colored. So like even like the parts where um they were in the swamps of Nabu, mm-hmm. it was like, where the fuck is everybody? Like, you know, the um um what's his name? Oh that that little fucker, that talking weird Misa Guba guy. Oh, uh Jar Jar Bing. Yeah, Jar Jar Bing's like his people the Gungans. I'm surprised we have not brought him up yet. Yeah, the Gungans. <laughs> there you go. The Gungans is just like like it looks weird because like when they were just either underwater or even when they were in their underwater settlement or even out of the water, like on the service level, 
it seems like they were just blending into everything. Mm-hmm. Like they might have been talking to one person as opposed to talking to like ten people. Yeah, it's really weird. <laughs> um, so I feel like the coloring could have been the cinematography. I guess you would say could have been better. Yeah. Um, I feel like they didn't have to use a child, even if they were going to make it more catered towards children. And if they were going to make it a child, mm-hmm. then they have to de-age the queen a little bit. Because yeah. it's not so far outside the realm of possibilities that someone younger than 18 could be royalty and leading a country. Yeah. I mean, yeah, in history, that I mean, that's the actual point in certain uh, historical cultures. And capably doing it. Yeah. Um. So there's that. Uh, they could have made it not a Jesus story. Oh, because of uh, Annika? Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's essentially the Messiah. Yeah. Um, they could have... The, the pod racer that he goes up against is annoying as shit. Like, I don't feel like that was a threat at all. They, like, like built him up to be, like, this badass pod racer. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and he cheats and all kinds of stuff. And so I could kind of get into the race because it did have a lot of thrill in it. But that racer was not very threatening to me at all. He was just a fucking asshole. You're talking about the one that uh, Anakin, what the fuck was his name? The one that Anakin was gonna have gone up against, right? Yeah. Um, you know, for the life of me, I can't find the fucking guy's name. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, that dude was. I know he was. It was supposed to supposed to put some type of stakes or tension or like, oh, this is what, um, this is what you know Anakin has to go against. But at the same time, it's just like, yeah, dude, you ain't gonna do shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So. Um I also think that they made a big deal of the kid being separated from his mother. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of weird because I don't know. I, it, that was just weird. Weirdly written. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, like, there's nothing wrong with it in theory. Mm-hmm. It's just not executed well. Yeah, exactly. So she was just like, oh, you're going to go off with these strangers now. Have a good life. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's a free slave, so... Yay? He gets to leave his (laughs) mother. But he's a child, so at the same time, it's kind of like at least it seemed like they had a life. Like, even though they were slaves... Yeah. They weren't, like, living in cabins, like, in the woods with, like, no running water and no electricity. Yeah. And, like, that kind of, like... and I don't know. Like, I feel like something could have been... I think I, that's the thing. I think that the age thing, the age thing with Anakin really fucked up a lot of the movie. I mm-hmm. mean, I mean, psychologically speaking, like taking a, a boy who still is developing away from his mother is still gonna, it's gonna, I don't know why the Jedi Council was like, no, that's pretty fucked up. We just took this kid from his mother. Yeah. Okay. So there's that. That is an issue. But then I, f- I had something to say and I lost it. Um, I don't remember what I was going to say. Don't worry. It's not important. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if they were going to make this whole thing about him originating as a slave, mm-hmm. why did they make it seem like they were just 
really poor people. They were just poor people. They weren't even slaves. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I'm like, you're telling me that he's a slave, but I'm just kind of seeing a really mischievous child who, if he did half the shit he's doing now, like, as a real slave, he probably would be dead. Yeah. I don't know. Like, maybe, Or sold off to somebody else and separated from his mother. Yeah. Maybe, like, they didn't really even have to include that whole slave element to it. I mean, because, like, later on, it doesn't really pay off. You know, he doesn't become a person who frees his fellow slaves, you know, when he when it goes up against the Jedi's decision um, to not get his mother or anything like that. So it just, I don't know, it seemed like a, it, I don't get that. No, I think about it. it seemed like that, that, that characteristic of Anakin and his upbringing kind of seemed really pointless. Yeah. And then if the Jedi was really that powerful, they would have found a way to, to bring his mother. Not, I'm not yeah. talking just about Qui-Gon Jinn and Obi-Wan. The, the Jedi Council? The Jedi Council would have been like, okay, if we are to take this child, he needs his mother too. Well, yeah. I mean, some that's the thing. Some of the... the I'm like, I feel like they would, you know, diplomacy is the thing, right? So they yeah. can't just go and pluck her from the planet. Yeah. But they, I'm sure they have, like, we could trade, we could negotiate something, and they would have gotten her. Yeah, I mean, they do, I mean, they, I mean, it's later revealed in, like, Attack of the Clones, they have kids who are trained to be Jedi, but I think, uh, from my understanding, most of those kids are either saved from a more severe situation, or the parents are like, he's a Jedi, okay, take him and let him become a Jedi, you know, like, they... They, they understand and the kid the children understand okay I understand where I'm supposed to be now or how different I am and Anakin you can you get a sense that Anakin was still holding on to like I don't want to go I want to stay with my mom yeah I mean but they didn't see it. they couldn't sense it <laughs> <laughs> um, oh and then the um, what's the chlorofluorines or whatever the fuck they metachlorines. are metachlorines Jesus Christ <laughs> fuck that fucking shit man mm-hmm Thanks, Lucas. Thanks, George Lucas. Fuck, man. Um, <laughs> what do you think could have been done to make to improve um, a new hope? Uh, a new hope? Yeah. I think that the slow parts could have a little bit more of a purpose. I think, mm. other than just okay, we're just hanging out with these guys and kind yeah. of getting to know them a little bit. Yeah. Um. Think that's it <laughs> that's the only part yeah i don't really see a whole lot that needs to be fixed on new hope um i can t- i mean i don't know if i i don't know if i would say the same if same thing i'm about to say now if i was there when new hope came out but it seems like george lucas could have maybe had a better idea of where he's going to take his story mm-hmm. if the legacy would to, would to were to continue yeah um even like like, I don't, like, he didn't have, like, a contingency plan. Like, okay, if this is a big thing, let me have an idea of where I'm going to go with it. Right. Like, on the surface, it's a, on a standalone film. It's yeah, good by it, itself. But yeah. with the films that came after, mm-hmm. yeah, that is a bit of an issue. Because now it's like, okay, that's kind of weird. And he didn't know she was his sister. And Yeah. And then certain things of, like, like I honestly think the Darth Vader twist... That mm-hmm. later happens in Empire. I honestly think he never thought that was going to happen. Yeah, I, I honestly think that he. I, um, I forgot who wrote uh, Empire, but I think that I think that writer was like, "Oh, what if we make 
Darth Vader is his father. And he's like, oh, yes, brilliant. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what's uh, what about Force Awakens? I know you kind of said that um, Fan could have been worked on a little bit better. Or he could have made something. He could have been a little stronger as a mm. character in the beginning. Um, there's not a whole lot I could say about it that was wrong. Because I understand why it's world building and not necessarily character development. Um, I want to see a whole lot more of Kylo. Yeah, you. I think. Well, eventually, you, I think you get more of that in the Last Jedi. I think. I think so too. But I mean, I know. I really want to know where he came from, mm-hmm. why he is the way. He, I want a Kylo story, not just. Him talking to Ray a lot mm-hmm. and whatever and all this angst. Yeah, and you get more of Luke Skywalker. Well, you do get. I'm, I'm sorry. Let's not cover. I keep wanting to go back to uh, Last Jedi because like they kind of explore that. But yeah, I guess they could have maybe done a little bit more. They could have had like a little bit of that kind of gone into Force Awakens to yeah. kind of get you an idea of where this villain's coming from. But I know that it's just I I can't fault them for it because I know it's. There's so much. They did so much with this film already mm-hmm. that you can't do huge character development. You can you meet the characters there, yeah. and you can develop them from the mom- that moment on, but you cannot really put a whole backstory behind mm-hmm. a character and yeah. make it feel really, I don't know, like you know the person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, as, far, as far as my take on Force Awakens, it's not, I know it's not a, it's not a perfect it's not a perfect Star Wars film. It is a damn good one. Um I do a lot of people argue that or complain that the Force Awakens took too much from A New Hope, which it's there. It's it's obviously there, but I think the reason why they did that is because they wanted to remind you, "Hey, remember why you like New Hope? Well, here's why. We have to take a little bit, but let's go ahead and Let's set this bad boy up because Last Jedi is going to be something different, mm-hmm. which I think that was their intention the entire time, despite what anybody fucking says. Um, I do. That's I can't really complain about a whole lot about the Force Awakens at all because, like, it's it's very action action oriented when it needs to be, mm-hmm. and it does a lot of of callbacks to certain events or brings up certain characters and it's just like yeah i'm i'm in the star wars universe you know right like you see like general akbar who is the the giant octopus who's like it's a trap you see him like yeah. show up you even see uh uh what's his name uh lando calrissian's co-pilot from return of the jedi his name is escaping me but you even see him show up at one point mm-hmm. and i was just like fuck yeah no um i just thought of something mm. the fact that it kind of mirrors a new hope and what their mission is, mm-hmm. I I feel like that was low hanging fruit. Oh, okay, all right. Okay. If they were really gonna do this big and do it right, mm-hmm. and it's gonna be world building, build a new world, like build a new issue. Don't mm. reuse the same types of characters. Mm-hmm. Like you know, okay, they're not the empire now they're the new order i mean yeah. the yeah the new order the, the, no the first, the first order, order the, no, the, new order the new order is the band <laughs> <laughs> the first order the first order yeah and uh you know and oh we gotta 
blow up this big circular object in the sky. Yeah, that looks like a Death Star, but it's not. It's Star Killer Base. Yeah. And it's made from a planet. <laughs> I can I can see it is low hanging fruit, but I think that was I think they saw that as like okay, well let's let's go and take that route because Lucas was kind of going something different with the prequels, but he didn't do it right, and I guess they Disney was a bit scared to take that chance to, to make their first new Star Wars film something completely new, and they just want they wanted to bring people in so that so that they can do something new with The Last Jedi. So it's like bringing in the same older cast. Yeah, exactly. They wanted to bring in some of the older issues, too, to mm. work on. And then now we're, this is, we're done. We got something new now from yeah, now on. That's how, that's how I'm, that's how I'm seeing it. Okay. Um, <laughs> let's, let's jump into a little bit of fun with this. Um, lightsaber battles. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, the Star Wars movies are known for it. Who do you, which which one do you think was which one out of Phantom Menace, New Hope, and Force Awakens had the best lightsaber battle? And I know you're gonna say Darth Vader and Obi Wan Kenobi. No. <laughs> no. That lightsaber battle is so ridiculous. That's <laughs> so stupid. It was very choreographed. Yeah. No, it looked awkward as shit. They're it like, was like two like, little kids having a fucking slap fight. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They're like That's stabbing so instead of slashing. Yeah. No, that is not the best one. Mm-hmm. Fucking savage. Damn. Okay. It's a joke. <laughs> Put your lightsaber down. My God. Um. I like Ray and Kylo. Oh, the uh, the the final battle between the two in the Force Awakens. Yeah. I would agree with that. Um, a lot of people would. A lot of people love. They love the, the um, the fight between uh, Kylo, Obi Wan, and Darth Maul. The, the they call it the duel of fates battle. Um, I, I I I don't agree with that because the lead up to it was just so much bullshit mm. that by the time that happens, I'm just like I do not give a fuck. Right. <laughs> I don't care. Yeah. Like, at all. Darth Maul looked cool, flip it around and everything, but at the end, I'm just like. All right, we're doing this. <laughs> Finally, <laughs> uh, I do like I. I have to agree with you on the Force Awakens um, ending battle. I do like that because it, it almost came off as kind of brutal. It was brutal. It was. Uh, there was no clear winner. Mm-hmm. It's not like oh, you know, Ray is gonna win or yeah. whatever. She could have lost. Yeah. Um, especially because she was a new character. And you don't know much about her. She could have lost. Yeah. And she wasn't, at the time, she wasn't really in tune with the Force. She was able to get that lightsaber. She was barely learning about the Force and whatever. I mean, it would have been weird for them to kill her, but. That would have been ballsy as fuck if they killed her. Mm -hmm. Holy shit. I don't know if people would have loved it or fucking hated it. That would have been, that would have been the scenario where I would have got my dark side story. What do you mean? Like, you know, we were talking the other day about how I would love to see a really great film or trilogy or something about the dark side, Mm -hmm. where it came from, maybe they started off on the, like, they were good, and then somebody came against them, Mm. um, and then they got, like, too full of themselves and turned evil because they were cheating and doing all these things to try to win, and then they just got corrupt 
corrupted or whatever. Yeah. Um, but it would have been interesting, I think, at that point, if she would have died, and mm-hmm. then you start following Kylo Ren in the the First Order. That would have been now. That would have been something new. That would have been like really new. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure they've explored it, you know, in the series and and the Legends books, but like. For the people who haven't read that stuff or seen the cartoon, that'll have been like, whoa, holy shit, where are we going with this? Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not like a, I don't want it to be like super dark, like, oh, DSC is very unhappy mm. to watch. Like, yeah. not like that, but I want it to be interesting and I want to, Kylo kind of shows some light that he still has in him, even if he doesn't know that it's there. Yeah. So it would be interesting to see that conflict. So it would have been cool. I think that would have been interesting. But I like the lightsaber that mm-hmm. it has those two shorter. Oh, the broadsword lightsaber? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Did you know? A lot of people don't know this, that the lightsaber was originally supposed to be as heavy as a broadsword. Like in the Phantom, in the prequels, they're like jumping and flipping all over the place and hoppity, blah, blah, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> but like the lightsabers were originally supposed to be heavy as hell. And you had to be really skillful to use a lightsaber. Mm-hmm. But I, they kind of threw that at the wayside. Hmm. So I mean, they, they're still kind of following it now with the with the newer ones. Like the way how they're handling the, the weapons. They're not doing backflips and side flips and shit like that. Yeah. So they're kind of they're going into that, but without making it super like ridiculous. Yeah. Um, so what would you... Do you have any idea of what each... What, like, what was the main idea for the first out of these, the first three trilogies? The uh, main the idea? Yeah, you know, like, um, you know how they say, like, the F- Phantom Menace is about, like, fate and, like, finding your destiny. And then the second one, uh, the New Hope is kind of the same thing, kind of finding your destiny, kind of like being something greater than what you are led to believe that you are Mm. and the force awakens is kind of like oh you're supposed to like help bring balance to the force again or you're supposed to be the new incarnation of the jedi order so i I would actually say that about the phantom menace um it's definitely about fate Mm -hmm. but not just about anakin Mm. it's also about qui-gon jinn i like finding the finding like everybody's fates all come together so everything is about fate not just this one particular character Mm. um that one's that one is definitely about fate. Mm. Um, the second one, uh, New Hope. Mm. That one is about... I would say um, friendship. Really? Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, they have a lot of things to go up against, but, you know, you've got Han Solo who learns that he is more of a person than just a smuggler trying to get by. Mm-hmm. Right. Because he has Chewbacca as his only friend, basically. Mm. And he feels like that's going to be his only friend. And now he meets new people and he has to open his heart to them. Yeah. Luke becomes his friend. Han becomes his friend. And like. So he's, Han becomes his own friend. I mean, yeah, Han becomes Han's friend. That's his best friend. No, Leia becomes well, Leia becomes his friend, but you know, they they end up closer than um, than originally expected because Han was he thought he would just try he was just carrying people to like a different planet, yeah, or smuggling them. Um, and then, of course, Princess Leia. For her, it's coming out of being 
a princess coming out of being part of rebel mm-hmm. um alliance right yeah she becomes more of a like a soldier or a general she's more of a soldier or general but with these guys she can kind of take her head out of it like mm. where you know how some people kind of get so stuck in their work or like yeah. they become obsessed and they can't come out of it she's actually she has to yeah with these guys oh yeah absolutely and then of course luke is finding himself but he's doing it with friends so mm. that he knows like it's safe mm. you know like people who are learning how to do drugs safe no i'm just kidding <laughs> um so okay my take on the phantom menace it is about um i think it does have to do about fate um uh becoming who you believe pretty much finding out that you are part of a bigger picture Mm -hmm. you know and you are a you are a uh what's called you are an essential to this to this bigger picture that's happening around you Mm -hmm. um I would think New Hope is, I would have to say, I would have to agree that it's about um, uh, friendship, but I also think it's about purpose, finding purpose in your life. Mm-hmm. Luke wanted to wanted to attend the academy because he wanted to be something different other than, because he, he knew being a farmer was not his only purpose. Yeah. He wanted to do something. When Obi-Wan, when he encounters Obi-Wan, encounters Han, encounters Leia, he finds purpose. I'm supposed to fight for the re- for the rebellion. I'm supposed to stop the Empire. Han, he was just kind of traveling around, didn't really have a purpose, finds this purpose as well. And then Leia, she she was seen as a princess, but now she finds her purpose to be more of this warrior mm-hmm. who was like, I'm I'm not gonna just be wearing this cute white gown forever. You know, I'm give me a blaster because you're you're gonna need my help as well. And don't call me Zena. Don't call me what? Zena. <laughs> you said wow. warrior princess. Yeah. Whoa, you got that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the Force Awakens. I didn't get to give my opinion on that one. Oh, yet. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go on. Go on. Sorry. <laughs> I honestly don't know what the purpose of the like what's the main idea of this one okay uh uh-huh. i think i think it actually is finding your purpose oh, okay for this one yeah because ray didn't Cause really finn have a purpose. finds his purpose that's yeah. the main one mm-hmm. ray finds her purpose because she thinks she's just waiting for her family to come back to this yeah, planet yeah, yeah um han solo's finding his purpose again because he finally got his Millennium Falcon back. Yeah, I, his purpose, I think, was to to get his son back. Mm-hmm. And you know, and that turned out so well. Yeah. <laughs> um, Funny thing is, I don't think Poe didn't really have a purpose. I mean, Poe had a purpose to get the BB-8 to the Rebels to find Luke, but like there was really no. He needed pur- a lot of help along the way. Yeah, and so he had a purpose already, but mm-hmm. he he was the only one losing his way. Yeah. But um, he handled it very gracefully. It wasn't like, oh, fuck, I'm a loser or anything like who, that. Poe or Finn? Yeah, Poe. Okay. He was he handled it really gracefully. Like, oh, shit, like, I'm in this. Everything's going to be fine. I'm a really smart guy. I'm cool. Yeah. Like, whatever. Well, he's cool. He's Oscar Isaac. Come on. <laughs> um, I probably have to agree with it. Is it about purpose? I probably have to say Force Awakens is about purpose. The only reason I'm not 100% agreeing with it because I'm I'm thinking it might be something else, maybe just not coming to me at the mm-hmm. moment. Um, I think that's what I'm saying about it. You don't really know what the purpose is because, mm. or what the main idea is, because there's just a lot. 
Yeah. <sighs> the main idea. Or main idea could also be um, all things come full circle. What do you mean? Like history repeats itself. Mm. Maybe. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, I prefer to say that. Yeah, history repeats itself because... They're basically going through the same thing with New Hope. And it's not like, oh, this story worked. We're going to use it again. Um, mm. Even though I did call it low-hanging fruit, that's the whole thing. Like, if you think about World War Two and mm -hmm. Adolf Hitler and all that bullshit, now you got Trump and the neo-Nazis and all that. It, yeah. Like, everything repeats itself. So if you're going to come full circle, you know, that's what these characters are doing. They're coming full circle and they're now dealing with a new threat and yeah maybe it's about also balance as well i mean it goes into the whole full circle thing yeah. because the um, but i can't really say who was who where the balance was lame because they don't really they don't really say whose side is really winning with the force awakens mm -hmm. i mean there's a new there's a threat of the new order but the republic is still there and it's not until the Republic's to destroy it that the new order can actually take place. So maybe it's about it is kind of about full circle, but full circle from a different a full circle, but from the aspect of the Empire because the Empire is already taken over in A New Hope, mm -hmm. and Force Awakens it's the the Republic is still there, but the new order. I'm sorry, the new order. Jesus Christ, the first order comes <laughs> in and like he's like I'm gonna fuck up the system. Yeah. So maybe it is about somewhat about. About balance, or kind of like you said, coming full circle yeah. with certain things. Um, <laughs> okay, so we're we're gonna go we're gonna go ahead and kind of gear up to end the episode. But I want to ask uh, Kelsey, mm -hmm. whose side are you on at the end of each of these films? <laughs> Out of who the dark side and the, the yeah are you are you more for the dark side or are you more for the light? Okay. Phantom Menace, uh -huh. light side. Okay. Uh, New Hope, mm. light side. Okay. Um, and The Force Awakens. Mm. I can't give you a tie, can uh, I? You will. I mean, if you give me a tie, you I mean you can go in a little bit of detail why you're you're going you're going both ways. Okay. By this time, I'm kind of tired of the light side wins all the time. Mm. That's one thing. Second thing, there's so much trauma with Kylo Ren. Mm. Like, he is so fucked up. Mm. And... And I know he he's synonymous with the dark side, even though he's not really, because he's kind of just like a... A weapon for the dark side. Yeah. Um. But I just kind of feel like. I mean, I guess I don't want like a bunch of planets to die, so I would be the light side on this too. Okay. But like. So three lights. <laughs> I, I don't know. I want. I want the move. I wanted this to be a dark side heavy mm. film. I think. Okay. All right, so for the Phantom Menace, yeah, all for the dark side. Really? Yeah. They had better costumes. Too. They had better costumes, and they're <laughs> gonna look like beekeepers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Be 
beekeepers. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> fucking safari fucking people from the jungle yeah, book. Yeah, I'm on any side. Uh, I'm on any side that wants to just obliterate the Gungans. <laughs> Please. I just... <laughs> so stupid. Um, so I would say Phantom Menace, I'm on the dark side. New Hope, uh, I'm on the light. I'm on the light side. Mm-hmm. Um, Force Awakens, I'm on the light side for that one. The only reason is because I fucking hate how the first order is i don't know when i see the first um the 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 star wars the original trilogy the stormtroopers were seen as seen as as uh, an equivalent of nazis uh-huh the first order is like straight up nazis like even like their 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 banner and like that scene where uh, Hux is giving his speech, where mm-hmm. like they're about to fire Star Killer base. Oh, yeah. I'm just like, oh, yo, those are straight up Nazis. Like, fuck those people. And then there's Snoke, and I have an issue with trying to be with him. Mm-hmm. It's just all about Kylo for me. Yeah, Snoke is, he's a very abusive father. <laughs> I don't know why, fuck it. Like, I really hope they explore it in The Rise of Skywalker. Like, why, what attracted Kylo to Snoke so much? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so. Yeah, so we got light, light. We got light. We got light, light, dark, and dark, light, light. Dark, light, light. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Yeah, I think. Well, can you think of any? But okay, one more question because I I kind of feel like we maybe we should kind of bring this up. Um, Do you have an idea of, of of one scene that defined these trilogies? These right. first one, first parts of the of the first trilogy of the three trilogies. Uh, for Phantom Menace, mm-hmm. I think it's when Qui Gon Jinn is finally talking, like at the council. Mm, okay. I don't know what it is about that scene. It's not particularly dramatic, like with action and all of that. I just feel like you know it's not going to go his way, but he is really trying to work some shit out. Yeah. And so, creak, 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 creak. <laughs> you hear that? <laughs> um, and it's the whole diplomacy thing. I don't know. It's, I like I like seeing that in films, like oh, di- okay. diplomacy and trying to work shit out. I don't know. You might actually like Attack of the Clones. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of diplomacy and Senate hearing and talking, yep. a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, New Hope. They have like a campfire scene, right? And New Hope. Don't they like they're they're outside? No, no. It's no campfires. There's a couple of scenes outside where uh, Luke and Obi Wan are talking, and Luke is kind of Obi Wan's telling about his father. Oh, maybe I'm getting it confused with another film. I think you're thinking. I think you're confusing the campfire to the fire that was set to burn Qui Gon's body in the Phantom Menace. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Cars two. No, I'm just Cars- kidding. Jesus Christ. A <laughs> um, New Hope would... I really... I'm not really sure about that one. I think... It's so funny because it's so Indiana Jones. But mm. when you see Han Solo with... Going... You know, he's a smuggler. Mm. And he's with Chewie. And he's, like, negotiating his way out. Mm. I really feel like that one for me... Well, with uh, with Greedo? 
Yeah, but not that version. Okay, not the uh, that that the McClunker. <laughs> yeah, McClunker. <laughs> God damn it. Okay. <laughs> um, it comes off very Indiana Jones, but for mm. me, it's just I don't know. It's like he's like the heart of that film. Yeah. And so it's like this is Han Solo. Yeah. Um, and of course, for me, he was the one that the film was about so um and then for the force awakens i want to say when uh ray and kylo ren are doing their lightsaber battle Mm -hmm. and he has her kind of leaning over that crevice that's forming oh and she's like and she's pushing back with her lightsaber and yeah. then she finally realizes like oh wait i can like like let me tap into the forest let yeah me, use let the me forest concentrate and, yeah okay gotcha. yeah because you can see kind of like a piece like she's in agony mm. she is fighting for her life and then all of a sudden like she is just like you know the force is with her yeah she's one with the force the force is well with her Yes. That's that sounds so fucking cheesy when you say it. It's from Rogue One. It's super cool. <laughs> uh, okay, so for me, The Phantom Menace. Shit. I can't really think of one that really defines that movie. Um, uh, you know what? Okay. Okay. Actually, now it, it, now it comes to me. So there's a part in The Phantom Menace where... Uh, Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan are duking it out with, with Darth, Darth Maul. Mm-hmm. And there's a part where like their lightsabers both clash with Darth Maul. And you see Darth Maul just holding holding them both back. Mm-hmm. I think that really shows what we are in for in these trilogies. That no matter what the Jedi do, or no matter how much, no, no matter what the Jedi does, or no matter what they do with their... um. Whatever what they do to fight the Sith, they will lose. The mm. Sith will hold will hold hold strong and will defeat them. Yeah. Um it'll be it'll be a piece at a time, but it will happen. So I think that kind of defines the Phantom Menace. Like this is what's gonna happen. Or this is the oncoming storm that the Jedi cannot see. Um New Hope. Oh man. So there's this scene. It's a famous scene where Luke, where Uncle Owen pretty much tells Luke that he's not going to go to the academy, that he needs him to stay there until f- f- the next harvest. And Luke just go and, uh, and Peru is like, Luke, where you're going? He goes, uh, nowhere by the sound of it. Oh, yeah, yeah I like he, that. And he gets up and he walks and then there's that beautiful music that John Williams and his orchestra just plays and it swells up and he just goes puts his foot on the hill and he looks at the binary sunset and he looks at it and he's just like fuck that is it i'm never gonna like reach my potential mm-hmm. i am gonna be a farmer for life and i this is the moment where i have to realize it mm-hmm. like you can see in his face that he's just like i'm i'm better and defeated before even i can throw a punch yeah so i think that and that scene always gets me i absolutely love that binary sunset and i, think, I paused there too because i was like no, I didn't pause the movie, but I mean, like, it gave me pause because yeah. I was like, wow, like, there's nothing really going on at all. He's just looking at this sun, this binary sunset, mm. and he doesn't have to say anything, and you know how he's feeling. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they, they, they reference it 
heavily in the last jedi and when we get the last jedi i will discuss my feelings in that scene um but i think that defines um a new hope um for the force awakens the scene that defines defines that movie for me um kind of like speaks volumes of what we not what we're in for but the fact that like it's a passing of the torch mm-hmm. it's when kylo is trying to get the, the lightsaber trying to like force uh, use the force to bring it to him but instead, it flies by him, and it goes right into into Ray's hand, mm-hmm. and it's a passing of the torch because Kylo, whose legacy is steeped in Han Solo and the Skywalkers, it's like if it got to him, it would have been like the Star Wars legacy is staying with the Skywalkers, like that's it. Yeah. But the fact that it touches Ray's, it's like no, this is like a new generation. This is a new set of people. We are passing a. Passing a torch, a not a, well, almost a literal torch, but we're passing this symbolic item into the next generation, into the next story of characters and everything, which is telling the audience, guess what? This is the new it. This is all it now. We are going in into a new direction. Mm-hmm. And I think that that defines the Force Awakens of like, we've had all this buildup and now we're like, boom, now we're here. Get ready for like Ray and Poe and Finn and whatever we got, uh, you know, Get ready for the Mandalorian and all that kind of shit. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever happens down the line. So that's I think that defines um, that that movie. Got it. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, we had a lot to say about the trilogy. Of course, it's it's the it's a trilogy. What's so funny? We're like this episode's only going to be like an hour. Do we have enough things to talk about? <laughs> yeah, I, I actually had to cut some stuff. I'm like, no, let's not talk about that. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's going to be it for our uh, first installment into our bonus episodes for Star Wars. Um, you can expect this episode to be released ASAP. Um, yeah, then, I mean, obviously, if you're hearing it. Yeah, it's it's been released. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, we're gonna be we're gonna be we got about two more coming down the line. Um, it's gonna be a great journey, man. Fucking gonna love this shit. That's fun <laughs> to talk about. I can't wait for the next three. Yeah, we're gonna talk about the next three. Um, and then the next three. Yeah, the next three. The next three. No. Uh, yeah. So, uh, like I said, if you guys want to comment on it, I mean, it's Star Wars. I'm sure everybody has something to say. Uh, reach us on Twitter at the Real Appeal. Uh, you can email us at therealappeal at gmail.com. Uh, comment, you know, do whatever you want. and Do whatever uh, you want. Do whatever you want. You know, be one with the Force. The Force will be one with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That sounds rapey. That does sound rapey. <laughs> Don't be one with the Force. Be one with the dark side. <laughs> that uh, sounds racist almost. What the, <laughs> hey, you're taking it there. I'm not. <laughs> Uh, yeah, other than that, um, yeah, that's all we got to say, and uh, we hope you'll actually join us for our uh, our regular episode, our regular show, where we are reviewing Knives Out and Death Trap. Yeah, so this episode will be released before the new ep- for the our weekly episode. Cannot wait. Oh, Cannot my wait. God. <laughs> uh, other than that, we want to say uh, adieu. No, bid you adieu. Bid you adieu, and I will say the force, may the force be with you.